This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shut up and sit down. our weekly breakfast with ben's hockey podcast with brian metzer of the pittsburgh penguins radio network tim ben's with you as we roll on here through the work week metz joins us once a week to talk about penn's hockey and you can hear him during intermissions post game penn's live weekly and when i say post game tonight i mean basically when i get back up for breakfast with ben's in the morning that's how late he'll be on after ducks and pens it's a 10 o'clock start out west against Anaheim, and Anaheim team Mets that has won six in a row. That one victory against the Penguins was just part of a bigger picture thing all of a sudden for the Ducks, who look more than capable these days at 7-4. and four. They really do, Tim, and you had no clue, but Paul Steigerwald and I are launching a, more, a uh, zany morning zoo. Uh, that's <laughs> what we'll be doing tonight whenever we... We hit the airways, but to your point about Anaheim, yeah, they look pretty darn good all of a sudden, and they're being led by a number of those young players that they've had. Uh, you know, the, the Zegras story is always being told, but I think Mason McTavish is really coming to his own. He was obviously instrumental in beating the Penguins in Pittsburgh last Monday, and it, it's just a team that is definitely on the come up. Uh, Dostal in net, a lot of people didn't hear of him before he came in against the Penguins, but a lot of folks who in Anaheim have been waiting for that youngster to to step into the cage and, and start to make an impact because he's been a prospect for them for a number of seasons, former third round draft pick. And I thought he looked really solid after John Gibson left the game. I assume John Gibson will get the, uh, the chance to step back in against the Penguins tonight based on the fact that he had to leave the game in, right after the first period in Pittsburgh. But 
it's not going to be an easy one, and it's certainly not going to be as easy as the game the Penguins just had against the San Jose Sharks, who, as many people have said, might be the worst team in the NHL since San Jose. It's a good point, although I'd argue some of those Penguins teams in advance of Malkin and Crosby arriving were pretty bad, too. Certainly the ones that were sure. in advance of Mario arriving. They are, though, basically what looks like the Oakland A's on skates. And the A's aren't too far away from San Jose. So, I mean, it's not been easy here in Pittsburgh, but the Bay Area has been kind of rough except for the 49ers. Well, the Warriors. They got the Warriors, too. Yeah, it's it's definitely a tough spot to be a fan. And the crazy thing is, I mean, just a handful of years ago, just like the Penguins are removed from the Stanley Cup now by, by this little segment of time, San Jose was one of the opponents that they had just in, in 2016. So it's not that long in the grand scheme of sports that they were in a championship and they were still a playoff team up until a few seasons ago. But now they haven't picked up a win yet. They're sitting there at 0-10-1. They gave up 10 goals in consecutive games to the Vancouver Canucks and the Penguins. And I think that was the first time that had happened since the 60s. It was the Bruins that gave up uh, back-to-back 10-goal losses and uh, I don't know. It, it just looks like a really rough time to, to be doing it, too, because while there is, um, you know, still a nice player sitting at the top of the draft this coming summer, it's no Connor Bedard. It's no Connor McDavid. It's not Sidney Crosby. So, you know, Celebrini might be a really good player, but this probably isn't the year to tank for a top pick. And I don't even think they're trying to tank. They just look like a terrible hockey team. And it's due to sending out a number of really quality players over the last couple of years. And uh, Mike Greer definitely has his hands full trying to get them back on track, even though they do have some young talent in the organization. Mets, another person that I want to bring up associated with the Ducks, Frank Vergiano. He scores against people not just from <laughs> Pittsburgh. Who knew? <laughs> it's hard to get your head around because he absolutely owns the Penguins. I mean, he's almost what seems to be a point-of-game guy against them. And what was funny, Tim, is back whenever we were – doing that game i mentioned the fact that you could just have had easy money by betting on frank vetrano to score against the penguins and phil bork pointed out he goes oh Mets, if you can remember it started in his first game against pittsburgh when he was a member of the boston bruins as a rookie and scored a hat trick against them in a win so it's it's been since game one against the pens but that looks like a uh, a pretty quality forward that they got their hands on among the league leaders in goals, he is up to nine now, uh, 12 points in 11 games on the season. And he's been floating around in free agency a couple of different seasons. And many people thought, hey, why don't the Penguins take a crack at this guy? I mean, he's a, a kid that clearly can score goals, at least against them. And they've never grabbed him. And he's showing how, how valuable he could be to a good young hockey team by putting up those nine this season. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network, intermissions, postgame, Pens Live Weekly. You can check him out at all those places. When I spoke with Mark Madden about that San Jose game, Mets, he said it was so ridiculous, the level of competition or lack thereof, that really you can't glean much from it. Uh, I tend to agree, so I feel like they've kind of been off for a while, or, or at least analysis of where they are has gone dormant for a while. What do you think they have accomplished during this downtime, or what do you hope they've accomplished during this downtime to get better? Um, based on what we did see in San Jose, and I'm not talking about the goals. One thing that I think will translate into a different looking team against a non San Jose club moving not, forward on San Jose it, club. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> is, is the fact that they revamped their fourth line. Uh, you added Vinny Hinestroza to the mix 
in place of Jeff Carter. And I know the past couple of days now we've had a love affair with Jeff Carter about, boy, he's been so wonderful about being taken out of the lineup and uh, he's embracing the locker room life and embracing being a mentor, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, Vinny Hinestroza looks like he was ready for action. I think he could be a great addition to that line. Already on the board with a couple of points in the San Jose game. He scored a goal and an assist. He helped get Matt Nieto on the board as well, getting his first goal as a Penguin. And truthfully, before Jeff Carter left the lineup, I felt like Matt Nieto was just as invisible. And I wondered if maybe he'd be the guy to come out. But I thought that I noticed him a little bit more on the new look fourth line. They were out there doing a lot of other little things against the Sharks that we didn't really see them doing in other games this season. Uh, early in the season, I thought that Nieto and, and uh, Nolachari were a decent tandem um, through the first few games, but then that kind of vanished other than shorthanded where Achari was pretty valuable still. I think now you you have the look of a team that could ice four lines that the coach would not be hesitant to just roll game in and game out. Now, as you just mentioned, it, it is hard to glean much from the San Jose game. So if they can do it again tonight with Hinestroza, on the right wing of the fourth line and still look like a very quality unit, then I, I will be just as, I, I guess I will temper enthusiasm until we see it against the Ducks. But I think that was the biggest thing, that that fourth line looks like it's something that could be useful to the team now, more so than than they had before. And, and it's not unlike the energy burst that they got on the third line when they inserted uh, Redeem Zahorna. He made that unit look like a different one, and Lars Eller seemed to be invigorated by it. Uh, the whole line seemed to be doing some good things. And so now I think you got that same effect on the fourth. Mets, regarding the play of Tristan Jari, how much better does it need to get if the Penguins are to get back to the playoffs? Well, it's wonderful to see that he can win a hockey game in which he doesn't post a shutout. Um, because up to this point, his only two wins were shutouts on the season. And for a while, it looked like he was on his way to a third consecutive victory that was a shutout against the Sharks until they broke through. Uh, I, I think that he still needs to make more saves in big moments. Uh, it wasn't really visible in the Sharks game, but there are so many other times where the Penguins have a lead and it ends up slipping away because of a goal that maybe he should look back and say, man, I wish I would have had that one. Uh, if you look at the Ducks game, for example, Penguins score to take a lead in the third period. Moments later, McTavish gets that one-on-one -on -one situation off of a turnover, and I know it puts Tristan Jari in a really vulnerable spot, but a lot of goaltenders could have made a huge save there to keep that lead for their team, which who knows, maybe the Penguins cruise to a victory then. Unfortunately, he lets up the goal. Then he faces another Mason McTavish one-on-one -on -one situation with the shorthanded breakaway. And lo and behold, you end up losing the hockey game. So situations like that, I know that they're grade A chances for the opponent, but you still, and I hate to say it this way, are allowed to make a save from time to time on grade A chances. And it seems like he does maybe a few times in a hockey game, but not when it's at its biggest magnified moment. That's when Tristan Jari lets up a heartbreaking goal, and he's got to get that out of his game somehow. Some of it's defensive-based. I understand they're not always giving him the best solid protection in front, but if you're going to be a goaltender for this kind of team that's going to be based on offense and want to play, wants to play a little bit more wide-open style, you have to be able to make those saves, and to this point, he hasn't done it. So that's the key for me, Tim. Make more saves in key moments of hockey games. Here's a random question, Mets, and this is sort of a big picture thing. It's kind of come up in other sports, and tangentially, I guess it could be related back to hockey. But, for instance, there's been some criticism of the baseball playoffs that the playoffs are now too long and it waters down the interest and impact of the World Series, that 
The low ratings for the World Series were more than just a not-so-great matchup. It's residue from that effect. We've got this dippy thing in the NBA now where they're playing like an in-season tournament that I just yeah. don't know how to follow, <laughs> to be quite honest, nor do I have the interest in it. What about the NHL regular season? Uh, do they need to do any tinkering in that regard in terms of it being too long? If it gets longer, how do they deal with it being longer? Do they have to implement or will they think about implementing some sort of tournament effect like they've got with the NBA? Has that been talked about at all? I can't say I've heard it talked about. It seems like every time you hear conversations about doing something in season for the NHL, it's them deciding to have some sort of world tournament again, which is being discussed. And it sounds like it's going to happen as soon as next year, but it's just going to be NHL players representing their countries and, and playing against one another. So um, that's the kind of thing that they always seem to kick around and, and seem to, you know, think we'll, we'll make, maybe give their players a break mid season. One thing that I would consider doing is why don't you stir in a few more rivalry games early in the season? It seems like you, you really don't get a bunch of your divisional games till late in the year. And I get that there's some thinking behind that because they, you know, they, they feel like coming down the stretch. That's when you're fighting for playoff seating and positioning. And it really makes it intriguing for TV. Well, it's tough sometimes through the dog days of even November, but December, January, February to really get the casual hockey fan interested in seeing penguins ducks for the second time inside a week or penguins. Ed and even penguins Edmonton would be great with Connor McDavid, but Beyond that, playing Western Conference teams, Penguin Stars in October, there's 16,000 in the building even in person, let alone getting a TV viewing audience behind it. So I think they need to find ways to spruce up the games. And I still don't really feel like they sell their personalities enough in the NHL. Uh, you you see some vignettes and things where they had Sidney Crosby sitting down with Connor Bedard in the offseason. When do you see that footage? Occasionally you run into it on Twitter. It's used maybe in the broadcast between the two. But I think people would enjoy seeing two, you know, an all-time great with a future great sitting down and picking each other's brains, maybe put it out in some way on a random night's broadcast because then you would get the fans of those two teams to potentially tune in. Uh, but I'm with you on the NBA thing. I, I don't know exactly what what's going into that. I heard some people debating it yesterday on the radio, driving around um, Pittsburgh when I had to do some work. Uh, just discussing how it's going to get more interest from their players because NBA stars tend to take off a lot of games during those those doldrum months, and they think that it might keep, you know, just as example, LeBron James from sitting out a night if he knows he's playing for this in-season tournament championship. I don't know that it'll work, but I guess it's something that they could try to keep these guys out there to help sell tickets for those games as well. Final few moments with Brian Metzer of the Pittsburgh Penguins Radio Network. Again, listen to 105.9 The X. It's the flagship station for the Pens. He's on intermission postgame and then Saturday's Pens Live Weekly. Metz, as we look ahead beyond the uh, Anaheim game for the Penguins a little bit on their schedule, they oftentimes do find themselves doing these West Coast road trips early, and now they got the uh, Kings after San Jose and Anaheim. Uh, it's a little bit of a spread out time. They spent some time out West because of the lull that we talked about between Saturday's game and now tonight's game. Then they're back against Buffalo, and they get into division a little bit against uh, Columbus, New Jersey, Carolina. So uh, some important games coming up between now and Thanksgiving for the Pens, to be sure. And you know, like I do, that everybody looks at American uh, Thanksgiving as a measuring stick for the playoffs because a lot of times the seeding at that point 
is kind of locked in as what you're going to see. You know, a couple teams leapfrog one another throughout the season, but it's hard to make up ground that you let, you know, you let slip by the wayside in October and November. And the Penguins is currently sitting um, essentially second from the bottom in the NHL. They're tied with Ottawa. They're tied with um, the Chicago Blackhawks sitting there right ahead of the San Jose Sharks. Sharks only have the one point. Penguins and company that I just mentioned just have eight. So when you see that, and your division leader now has um, 17 points. That's not easy to make up. I know you'll have head-to-head games that you can you can make a run at and you can try and get back into the race. And I heard, I think, Mike Rupp discussing this the other day, and he, he was an optimist saying, well, you know, there's a lot of season left. And I guess I kind of fall into that camp a little bit, but we've not seen them really come out of the gates this slow where they're sitting at the bottom of the league going into the middle, the, the middle stages of November. That's a tough spot to be in when you're a Pittsburgh Penguins team. If they could use this Sharks game to kind of rebound a little bit and start winning some hockey, it, it could work in their favor. We've seen them in past seasons rip off a 13 or 15 game stretch where they win, you know, 11 or 12 games over that span. I just don't know that I see that with this team based on what we've watched them do so far in the early going. So this could end up being a really tough season, a nail biting one for the players, coaches, and of course the fans, seeing if they're going to make a, uh, a run here to get into the playoffs. Because I thought for sure based on their their roster, that they would be a team that could be in the hunt for a playoff spot after missing last year. And right now, it, it's hard to convince yourself of that based on how they're playing hockey. Mets, thanks, and go Chargers. The Bishop Sycamores are led by a cheating coach named Tim Benz that employed, <laughs> employed a defense last night that came out of the gates with a double touchdown over 50 yards. I believe it was 80-some yards early in the game that gave you the lead, and then I was clawing away all night trying to get back into it because I should tell the listeners I had the Jets D against the Chargers D. Tim (laughs) takes the lead after coming into Monday night down by 11, goes up by one, then he gets a couple of quick sacks, and he's up by seven. My guys get a couple sacks, can't do much more, and the interlopers fall by two and fall deep into second place in their division, hanging to a playoff spot trailing by two the divisional leader in our in our uh in our division right now so i'm not thrilled with it i didn't like it i texted you called you names last night but i was still great it was still great to be here with you today well let's be clear about one thing i did not bet on the chargers defense i bet against the jets (laughs) offense (laughs) and and how could you not because they when they do something it, it is you know typically a miracle uh you can show me Hugs on the sideline with Aaron Rodgers, etc. all night long. It doesn't put points on the board. And once again, the Jets' offense just could not get enough done. And the double touchdown by the Chargers D set the tone for the whole night when they were up with early on, what, 14 nothing in the game. And the Jets never recover, and neither did the ruthless interlopers. Mets, thanks. We'll do it again next week. Thanks for this, my friend. And uh, go interlopers. Brian Metzer, Pittsburgh Penguins. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Radio Network.